what has been the best part of 2021? Of 2022, mm-hmm. you say? No, 2021. Because I want you to stop. We're still in 2021, man. Right, right, right. Um, The best part of 2021. What? Like, I guess I'm trying to kick something off the ground. So I started I started a company in April. And that has been inter- an interesting journey so far. It's kind of like in the logistics space. But yeah, I mean, um, that'd be interesting because it just started as kind of like a thought. And, you know, it's I've been working behind the scenes a lot. I haven't really like made a lot of things public, but it's been progressing faster than I expected it to. So that's good. Yeah, I guess that's good in a way. So this is your stopping to smell the roses moment. I mean... <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I, I probably should have said something personal, but I, I can't think of anything off the top of my. You know, no, no, you know no, no, I want to no, be no. like that's you when I grow up. That's perfectly fine. That's what I mean. That's the kind of stuff that I was asking about when I said that. Yeah, you I know. know you you went you went to school for <laughs> communication and film and everything, so you're always very particular about. I'm like whatever. What the man. I just, was like, I just gotta on. go. I'm like one day these videos are gonna go into the into the internet. Right. Like, I better look correct in them. You know <laughs> right. Sometimes the uh, unproduced videos are, are what makes it authentic, though. Yeah, yeah. We still no. Well, I get I get what you're saying. <laughs> It's going to be as unproduced as it can be. Right, 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 right. How's uh, how's married life, by the way? You've been married, what, a year now or two years? A year? Almost a year. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah. I want to be like you when I grow up. Any tips? You know, whenever anyone gets married, they turn to like a advisor. Like, you know what I know and about relationships? I'm not advising anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's it going? There, how's are it no, there are no tips tips per se. I mean, marriage is what you make it. I've, I've had a really good year. I'll tell you. I mean, people say like, oh, the first year can be hard because, you know, especially if you didn't live with the person before and all these things. I'm fine. So I'm not going to advise anybody anyway, because everybody's experience is going to be different because people are different. Personalities are different. But um, if you pick the right person to marry, I think that that's half the battle. You marry the right person, that's half the battle. The rest of it falls into place. Nice, nice. It's, it's, hard, like, it's hard as Africans, though, because I mean, I'm Nigerian, you're a Cameroonian, but like most people get married for their families, for their friends, for society. You know, not a lot of people pick the right person for themselves. So it's like, you know. Well, picking the right person is different from the reason why you marry. You could be with the right person and married for the wrong reasons. And that doesn't always add up. If you're with the right person, it may alleviate some of the problems or some of the challenges. But if you marry for the wrong reasons, even if you're with the right person, you will face more challenges than if you marry for the right reasons. Now, what how do you define the right reasons? That's interesting. I've never heard that before. Like you can be with the right person, but get hitched for the wrong reasons. That's very interesting. It sounds so complicated. Jesus. It's like imagine two (laughs) high school sweethearts. Nice. Right. And then yeah. the girl gets pregnant mm. and they love each other. That's without a doubt. They want to spend their time together, but they're not anywhere near ready for a baby. And so maybe they hardly do this marriage thing. And then you're getting married at 18, 19. 
you're not even fully adult yet at 18, 19 years old. So there's a lot that can go wrong with situations like that. Not to say it wouldn't work, but, you know, that's what I'm saying. There's there's a potential for more challenges when something like that happens. That's just like a very simple comment. Interesting. Interesting. I need I need to start learning about all this stuff. It doesn't seem like you can learn in a book, though. But, you know, it's hey, all good. I'm sure there are books for everything. <laughs> right, right, right. There's somebody just racking in some like sale, book sales money on right. this very here topic so right 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 well i guess we can just jump in like welcome to another edition <laughs> of culture class podcast uh what was our intro again i forget did we have an intro like a standard intro uh, no we didn't, we, we, didn't have an in- we didn't have anything because you were like let's just start it and then see where it goes yeah i'm more like i mean you could tell from you know her being very particular about the lights and me just saying look let's just jump into this yeah. shit <laughs> It was kind of like the same way when we started the podcast. But yeah. for day one listeners, obviously, you recognize that voice. Uh, you recognize that voice. This is, we have Tongwa Akanji Aka on the podcast. Ah, Welcome, you might all of my names. Are you my father? <laughs> yeah, Tongwa is back on the pod. What's up, Tongwa? Not much, man. I am super proud of all of what you and the listeners have accomplished in the last, what, three years now? That's amazing. The fact that this is still going, number one, which is incredible. I only lasted like, what, six episodes, if even? I think you did so, like a dozen episodes, maybe like 11 or no, 12 it wasn't, or something. No, it wasn't up to 12. It I wasn't? Maybe it 10 was at least. No, mm-mm. I'm telling you, I feel you, like the six. first 10 episodes were like me and you or something. The first 10, we were still together. I was in the first six. Okay, maybe I'll go back and check or something. But Yeah, well, anyway, you may be correct. But anyway, I'm just you know trying to point out like a lot has happened since then and you have kept it going. And so I'm super proud of all of what you're doing with it. Um, you're rocking up some major cred, man. Kudos to you. Round of applause. Right now, you should have one of those applause button things. Right, right. We used to have <laughs> one of those, but I don't think we have it anymore. We used to use Spreaker. <laughs> we used to record with Spreaker. At the time, I knew nothing mm-hmm. about. Wait, in fact, let's just backstory. Let's let's like wheel it all the way back. So the year is like 2017. Mm-hmm. I get into, I start my MBA at American University, and I wanted to start a podcast. About a semester in, I was listening to all these podcasts on the train to campus and back home. I wanted to start a podcast, and I think the first title I came up with was "The Returnee" or something. Like oh. we have this, yeah, we have we have this term. I didn't even like, know that. Yeah. This was a year before I ever met Tongwa, right? Like, this was way before I ever met you. Like, I was like, okay, there's this thing called the returning, right? Oh, I just got back. So where people who go abroad to study and go back home to Nigeria. So I like to do the reverse of that. People who come from Nigeria and try to settle in the U.S. kind of thing. So I wanted to name it like the returning. Um, I reached out to Would a that couple. be the returning or like the... This is where I was thinking. I wasn't thinking. It wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a well thought out thing. This is just what <laughs> happened. <laughs> I was like, okay, it'll be named the returning, but it'll be reverse returning kind of thing. Or me talking about my experience. Even that sounds more like logical. I I don't know. I wasn't thinking (laughs) right. But that was one of the names. Uh, Actually, like, actually from the returning was like the first name I thought about. Then I wanted to name it like the Okra Soup podcast (laughs) that was there. I would listen to that. Yeah, there was that. So I reached out to a few people. I was going to record with uh, a girl in the business school, Yvonne and Kaylin. But that didn't happen. Like a year went by. And then I was, we were working at, where were we working again? At American University? The graduate student, uh, the graduate um, student center. 
I think it was called the graduate. So pretty much our job was helping other students who wanted to get into graduate programs in AU, tell them about the different programs and like what to expect and all these kinds of things. So that, so we were working at, is the graduate something, something students office. Yeah, yeah, like Office of Graduate Studies or something like we yeah. being graduate students, uh, yeah. we had just gone through the process of getting into the university, mm-hmm. like, you know, potential graduate students, you know, they need to talk right. to like current graduate students, like we'll help them like, oh, with the exactly. application. We used to man the phones, like yo. Yep, we used to man the phone, you know, send emails, reach out to yeah. like, I'm not sure if we're cold calling, but we're reaching out to like prospective graduate students and stuff. So no, I, well, I don't remember any cold calling. I know that we were, um, people would reach out. Actually, so these students would call their their school. So if you were going to be in the school of communication or like the business school or wherever, I don't think the business school was one of them. But, um, you know, um, what's that? Oh, I forgot. The one that Molly was in. The what? The school that Molly was in. Oh, the SBA. Um, S- Something. The school of political something something yes S- you, you know SPA, what I'm saying I think or something. so yeah if you if you were gonna be a, a student in one of those schools you would call your school and then your school would send you to us to do like your you know pre student orientation or like you could ask an actual student question and stuff like that so right, those right. are good days seems so far away way. like it's not too like we graduated in like what 2019 it doesn't seem to like two years ago but anyway we're a making, lot has happened man yeah a lot of 2020 lot is a whole like 10 years all in itself. Yeah, tell me about it. Tell me about it. So we're in this like small room. I know we're like six employees, six student employees, like making calls and sending emails in this very tiny room. So everyone was like in close proximity to each other. And, you know, during downtimes, we always like chat. And what I noticed is that the first day Tongwa walked in, like she walked in with this kind of like cowboy hat, kind of like. You this, remember this? this? I remember this vividly. She walked in with this like giant hat or something. And she was just striding and like just sat down. Oh my God. And she started talking. And like, I noticed her voice because we'll make calls to potential students, right? And I noticed her voice. Like she had this voice she would use, like her phone voice, right? So I'm like, damn, that doesn't sound pretty good on a podcast. <laughs> Wait, uh, you guys, I am learning all of this for the first time. Okay. Yeah. I, I did not know this man was taking note of my phone voice. <laughs> it wasn't, con- like it wasn't deliberate. Oh, it was just something yeah, like I, I was observing my environment. Like, I was like, oh, wow. Like she was just decked out she was dripped out had this like cowboy hat she was like talking to these guys on the phone like wow like if we ever like if I ever want to do like a YouTube video like I think Tonga like has like the dress oh thing God. down lock like her voice is down lock like huh that is, this might be interesting for a podcast or something so oh my god that was I, like, like, my first so wait, wait wait so when we started having these conversations about podcasts you had been this had been mulling in your mind for at least a week or two huh yeah, because I think we, we we worked for like a week or two before we I started talking to you about podcasts, right? Because remember, I tried to start it a year before, but couldn't. And the people who were supposed to be my co-hosts, they graduated because they were like a year above. So I was trying to say, I was trying to like, look, I have a year more to go in, in AU. Like, let me, even though, even if the podcast was going to last a semester, let me try to get something off the ground. So I was kind of like trying to see, okay, who can be a good, I was like in search mode at that moment, kind of like subconsciously. But so when I saw you just like clicked it was like okay you might be like an interesting person for her calls and then I started talking to you and I found out you were African as well you're Cameroonian you were also like in the school of communication and all this thing and here's a fun story like before I knew you were in the school of communication I'd actually gone to SOC the school of communication
application to try to use your studio once. Oh, right? really? But because I wasn't a student, you know, you guys had like the keypad on the studio. You can't get access yeah. unless you have like, you know, an assignment on, or something. I was denied. I was denied entry. So that was kind of like what tipped it over. I was like, wow, she has a good voice. She dresses well. She's also in the School of Communication. Like, it's a that no-brainer. You, yeah. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. So let me give you my my side of the story. Um, It's, I think it was fall, right? When I started, when we did this, when we started this in the fall semester. Yeah, it was semester. a fall semester, yeah. Um, And that's probably why I was wearing a hat because I, I probably was wearing a sweater. Um, anyways, I'm in grad school. I live about an hour and a half from school because I lived in Maryland and went to school in D.C. And I didn't live like in Maryland close to D.C. I lived in close to Towson, which if anybody from the DMV, you know, between Towson and D.C. is a long way. Um, And I used to commute to school every day of the week. Um, And so I, I got this job because I was like, okay, I need to put gas in my car if I'm going to be doing this. Right. Um, and so like a week goes by and Nosa's there. And I just thought this Nigerian pompous guy in this chair trying to mansplain everything. Because fun, another fun fact, Nosa was the only guy in this office. I was the only the guy. Time. Fun fact. There yes. were like five Our supervisor was a guy, guy, but he didn't work in, you know, he didn't work with us. He had his own space. But Nosa was the only guy in this office at the time. What, what were some of the other ladies in the office? There was Angelique. Sunshine, Sunshine Molly. I'm in Molly? touch with all of them. Sunshine, Cara. Molly, um, Cara. And then there was, um, I forgot her name. I want to say Carnita. Carnita, yeah. Carnita yes. was actually in the business School. Actually, try yeah. to get a podcast off the ground with Kara a few like a year ago or something. The Kara oh, yeah. Chronicles, yeah, but that didn't like come yeah. to fruition. Yeah, but anyway. great, great people, um, all doing amazing things. Um, Sunshine worked for like Nacho for a while. Um, so she's like, they've all done some really cool things. Anyway, so we started talking one day, and he was talking about podcasting. Now, I had thought about making a podcast, but you know how you think about something, and you don't really add any kind of beef to it. It's just a thought. So at the time when this came so for you you had kind of mulled this over and actually started a year ago or tried to start um I was still in that kind of thought phase where it's like oh this would be a really cool thing at the time I was doing YouTube stuff so I was recording um videos of random people and posting their stories on YouTube um and trying to get that to be something that I did um all the time so when he started talking about a process like oh my god I've had this idea in my head for a podcast, um, which would mirror what I was doing with the TV stuff. So my 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 the way I was coming at it was I'm going to interview people and just have guests on the podcast. And they're just going to share with me like a human story that people can connect to. Kind of like a Humans of New York vibe. Mm-hmm. And I think I explained all of this to you. Yeah. And so that's where the kind of clicking happened. And we were like, OK, well, within like what, five minutes we came up with the name. It was like five, ten minutes. No, it wasn't that fast, was it? I think it took. Yes, it was. I can't remember. I thought it took a few days because we we wanted to include culture in the name, but we're like culture this, culture that, culture this. That's what I'm saying. That was within a shift. Maybe the discussion about podcasts took a couple of days, but when we were like, okay, this is actually something that's happening, I sat, like, we were sitting next to each other. We created the email address, and then we were like, okay, well, before we created an email address, we figured the name out. And we, we, you're right. We did rattle off a couple of culture options, and then we landed on culture class podcast and i think that it's a good name it's a very nice name 
for podcasts. It's very podcasty. Yep, yep. We're like, okay, the, the whole idea is like we're in school, we're graduate students, you know, the classroom, we're learning about culture, kind of like it was like, okay, culture it class. It makes sense. Sounds very interesting. But what what do you mean that you said something like a few minutes ago that, oh, is this cocky Nigerian guy who was always mansplaining things? I wasn't, I don't think I was cocky. I didn't, I didn't see myself as cocky. You know, Nigerians were just confident. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it just comes so out. This is what they say. All the Nigerians, you tell them that they're pompous and cocky and they will tell you that they're just confident. But you know what though? I mean, I'm growing up and I'm learning that sometimes you have to exude that kind of confidence. Like, yes, it people are going to um, misinterpret your confidence for, you know, for you just trying to show off or something like that. And that's natural. But I feel like there has to be like a fine line that you walk, you know, between those two things, because it's very easy to become arrogant and just like, oh, I know better than you. Um, just because you feel like you do know better than other people. Um, but no, I mean, guys do tend to mansplain things and there were more than one mo there was more than one moment where give me one because like, I'm, I'm interested in this. no like <laughs> I don't remember I don't keep remember. track of these things it's been what three years I don't remember the specifics right but right. you know that's testament to like you will remember you won't remember what people say to you remember, you how, they remember you how they made you feel so I can't tell you especially like specifically when you were mansplaining something to me but I'm like yeah I remember feeling like okay do you know the funny thing it was also intimidating for me because if you're working in an office with five ladies and you're the only guy and this is your first year in the US or like you know you came to the US like a year and a half ago or a year ago like it can be very intimidating you know coming to the US I had to learn the whole people being passive aggressive you know Africans were very direct if if you're if your shit stinks we'll tell you your shit stinks like in America it's kind of like you know um, it's just kind of like every so like I was still like trying to navigate that yeah in social interaction like you had been here since you were a teenager so you had like kind of like adapted to a lot of that at the same time but I was like I never thought about that but I was very intimidated working with like five awesome women and I was trying to be friendly because I wanted you guys to like me because the last thing I wanted was to work in an office of five different ladies and they hated me I was like oh that would suck I I was like that would be crazy I'll probably have to quit at that point but I was like trying to do things that'll make you guys like me but I guess in trying to do those things I, I could come off as like pushing too hard or being aggressive well, or something. Okay, so let me give you the let me give you the tea, okay? You were you were likable as in there were moments when it was like, oh that's no sign it's cool. Definitely. Which is why I think we all kind of got along on the at least on the very basic level. But then there were also moments where it's like what 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 is he who is he trying to explain this to like we know this you know um so it was it was always kind of a balance with the girls um trying to be like okay we like nosa today tomorrow we don't like nosa like no story of my life you 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 and two million other girls out there (laughs) but overall i will say you know i i will say it wasn't overall like a bad taste type of thing it was you know it was just you're right It, it it can't it can't be easy trying to navigate, number one, culture adjustment. Number two, working with all, even if they were all African women, even if we were all just from Nigeria the day before, it would still be tough for one guy in a room and five women. Um, and you know, you know, women are, were, were big and bold. And oftentimes we talk. So it can be tough navigating things like that. Yeah. yeah. You did good. No, we, we made did it well. through. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, we started the podcast, like we got the name. Like I remember Tonga wanted the, 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 
the the beautiful thing between me and Tongwa's relationship is that I was more like implementation. Let's get shit done. Let's get shit done. Tongwa was like, no, how do we get it done? Like, let's make sure the presentation is good. So we have to yeah. make sure the the the, the logo is good. I get caught in the big the, picture the email, and forget the details. Like she created the like, Facebook. Uh, I remember when we creating the Facebook, like she was so particular about, oh, is, is it a Facebook page or a Facebook private profile? Like how exactly do we go about this? Like she was so particular about the, the specifics. I was like, fuck it. Let's just go ahead. That's why I like like working with her so much. Like she brought me like, I'll try to like pull her, like push her and she'll try to like pull me back. So it was a good balance between the two. It definitely was. And I think that that's what works when you when you um when you do something like this with another person there has to be everyone has to bring something different to the table if we both were all about the branding because what you're saying is i wanted everything to look good on the outside like i was all about you know if it looks good people are going to be attracted to it and then they're going to want to pay attention nosa was like no let's let's create the content let's create what goes in inside the box and i was like that makes sense but if you create what goes in the box and then the the packaging doesn't look as pretty no one's gonna want to open it you know um and i think that's where that balance came in and maybe and i think if we're gonna continue the discussion i think that's probably what ended up being the reason why i'm not on the podcast anymore because i was so caught up in doing all the things and I think maybe I was a little bit too slow in like getting to where you wanted to go in terms of like actually creating the content. Cause I'm a, I'm a creative spirit. I'm like a, you know, free flow type of person. And Nosa is like, no, we going, we going, this is where we're going. Let's go. And I'm like, right. no, I need time, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, and so that's, you know, kind of, at yeah, least on I, my I, end. I mean, it didn't help that I was in the business school and I worked in a bank. So everything about me was just like, get shit done. I wasn't about the, you know, making it the dressing. And there's also a backstory to that. Like, like in my life up till I was about maybe 18. No, I'm sorry. Up till I was about maybe 20 or 21. I always used to take my time. Like I'm I'm, I'm a very introspective thinker. Really? Like, yeah, I used to take my time a lot before I do things. And I worked for this magazine back in Nigeria called WhatsApp Magazine. A WhatsApp Magazine. And, you know, I was like an associate editor. I did that before I got into college, like undergrad. When I got into college, I wanted to start my own magazine because I spent a year working for this magazine. And I thought that, hey, I could start this magazine on campus during my four years. It can be a big thing. But I spent so much time thinking about it. Like in my first issue, I wanted to have an ISBN number, like wow. the International Standard Book, yeah, yeah. whatever those barcodes at the back of books and yeah. magazines. I wanted to have, so I was researching, how do I get an ISBN number? And I was talking to my brother, like I need By the to way, an let me pause you right there. That yeah. was you mind-splaining. You were trying to tell me what an ISBN number is. I've read books. <laughs> what an ISBN I'm saying it for the audience. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But just to right. give you an example, this is the kind yeah. of stuff <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So I was like, I was so specific. And my brother was like, why are you fretting over an ISBN? We don't even have a magazine yet. Like just produce something. But I spent so much time. I wanted the first issue to be like 50 pages. I wanted it to be a certain way. My brother ended up starting the magazine and he started up with like a four page, like it was a big pamphlet kind of thing. Pamphlet. I could just fold together and it was four pages. And then the next was like 12 pages. And the next was like 30 pages. We ended up releasing three issues and I ended up working for him. I was like head of marketing for him. So I shelved my own idea just because I wanted things to be perfect. So after that experience, when I graduated and I was like 20 or 21 after undergrad, I vowed that, look, I'll never waste a lot of time, time overthinking yeah. things. Like I'll well, just like make things go. So that was kind of like the 
the backstory on why I was so keen on like making things happen. But do you remember our first episode? Oh my God. Oh my God. I don't, <laughs> you know, part of, so in getting ready for this interview, I don't know if I even got ready for this interview because I part of me was like, I don't want to prepare for it because I want it to feel like natural. That's always, you know me, that's always been my thing. Like, I don't want people to have rehearsed answers to the questions. Like, I want to just talk to you and then find out things. Um, but I don't, I remember that we talked about, was it the one with the, was it something was happening? I think people were going away for a holiday. Oh, yeah. And then we were talking about was men and women and safety and how like the, the, the responsibility shouldn't be on the woman to look nice or, you know, um, or not. not We, we may have recorded multiple episodes in that first session because I know back Probably. then when we booked the studio at SOC, we'll try to get like two two episodes mm-hmm. in or three. Mm-hmm. So just in case we can't get the studio Maybe, again, yeah. we will like release it. So we recorded like four or five episodes before we even published episode one. So we had one. Like yep. a, that's, that's episodes true. in the bank because I was keen on look if we start this we can't miss a week like we yep. have to and he has kept his everyone. word you guys except you know otherwise but he has kept his word like 99% of it yeah, that's pretty good yeah. I mean I, I think I pretty much like I don't think I've ever missed a week. I've probably missed a day. Like usually I publish on Mondays. Oh, yeah, yeah, So there yeah. are like four or five oh, episodes see? where 100%. I'll publish on like Wednesday or Thursday. But I'll, I'll publish that week when yeah. the episode is supposed publish. to be released. Wow. But it was pretty interesting. Like we wanted things to be so perfect, but nothing was perfect. Like the sound was horrible. The logo, the first logo was crap. Even this logo, I think, needs like a little bit of improvement. But like we didn't have I mean, the time. Frankly, when the I saw this logo, I was like, anything. my chest. I had an attachment to that first logo, frankly. <laughs> when I saw this one, I was like, like, okay, I see the point. I see the road. Right. I see what we're going with this. It makes sense. And you kept the colors, so I'm happy. Right, right, right. As the OG just... um, classmates, I am happy with it. Exactly. That's another thing. Like, we're trying to, like, give our... You know how Rihanna has, like, Riri Navy and Justin Bieber has, like, Believers. We're trying to, like, Christian our listeners, like, classmates. Oh. Like, we're always doing that whole classmate thing. It was all about school. It was being recorded yeah. in school. Like, oh, classmates this, classmates that. Yeah. And, and you know what, guys? I will go on the record and say this. We got to credit Nosa for the whole classmates thing. He was... This was a big part of his brain working for this. So wait, I don't even remember. I came up with that. I didn't even remember that. Oh, okay. I must I must be getting old, but the culture class, because you were explaining, like we were talking, it was a conversation, and then you you said it, and I was like, ooh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean because I remember you wanted to change. So you said it and I was like, Oh, that's it. And I started doing the thing. And then you were like, Well, maybe we should call it something. I forgot what the other option was that you said. I was like, No, the podcast, the class makes sense because you can do things with it like you can call people classmates you, like it's it, it just made sense like it just hits you know when it when it just clicks i just knew yeah so, yeah i mean the, those first few episodes in the the school of communication studio were, were pretty interesting like i remember my sister kind of like reaching out to me and like asking who is tongwa like i want to meet like your sister i was media, just gonna ask you how is stuff. she oh she's good she's good she's still she's still getting into trouble but she's <laughs> she actually just got her first place um like oh, uh, a few weeks ago yeah she she graduated oh. and like she got her first place and like you know like oh you're a big girl now you know you have your own place all that stuff We're like yeah you know but yeah Aww, that's fun she's she's like the because you would come back on when we were taping and you'd be like my sister is all about you <laughs> she's like dump you 
And let's keep going. <laughs> exactly. Let's exactly. No, because to my podcast. sister, I was always very like, I mean, I went to military school. So she always saw me as like rigid and whatnot. But she was like, we talking about that. There's this other side of like, oh no, that that's I like her, <laughs> you know, kind of stuff. So she just like related to you in a way that was pretty interesting. And those first few episodes really like resonated in a bunch of countries in like Africa, like Nigeria, Ghana, like a bunch of people, like my friends. I know I posted it, like reached out, like, oh, this is this is pretty cool because you know we're both Africans and we're like kind of like speaking to the African diaspora like people back home kind of thing so that was uh... another thing that kind of made me a little bit and I don't know if I've even ever shared this with you I was nervous doing that podcast because I have always been a big believer believer in let's keep this as natural and like as unrehearsed as possible Um, call it a free spirit or call it laziness for me not wanting to do research but we would come up with these topics that we would talk about before uh, before the actual recording of the episode. And um, I didn't want to do too much research because I didn't want to come and like spew a bunch of statistics of people. But then when we would record the episode, I would be talking from an opinion standpoint, but I would feel a little bit like imposter syndrome because I'm like, you don't know anything about this. Like if someone asked you, what is the statistic or what's the actual fact relating to the subject you wouldn't be able to say and so I used to do these episodes and while I was you know all loud and and you know bold about what I was saying in the back of my mind I'm like oh someone's gonna listen to this and then someone's gonna be in the comments like you don't know what you're talking about I think that was kind of like your radio background coming into play because I had no background in media per se besides like print media like magazines and stuff so I was like whatever but you had worked in the radio I think we're talking about all that PSA stuff you had done Mm -hmm. and so you kind of like were tra- media trained in a way yeah. so you, you want a true like, journalism. I knew what to expect people to start yeah. asking questions about. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't care. I was like, whatever, man. <laughs> and that's what all podcasters, I know even Joe Rogan, all these big guys, it comes from like an opinion standpoint. Like it's very difficult to like, you know, lend true journalism to a podcast. But I remember I always had this gag about Tongwa's age because back then, like we, we, we hadn't produced a video or posted a picture or anything. So people didn't know what we looked like. <laughs> Right. So the first three or four episodes, I had this gag about Tonga's age. And I actually wanted oh to drag God. that out for as long. I wanted to reveal her age venturing like episode 40 or 50. <laughs> but Tonga just couldn't take it anymore. Like she just I could not. I like could not. This four, man look. was getting on my last nerve with this age thing. <laughs> like the first episode, I was like, OK, let's laugh. Ha 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 ha. The yeah. second episode, I was like, ha ha ha. The third ha, one, I was like, OK, what is this about? You know, <laughs> it was engaging because like most podcasts I uh, listen to, they had had this recurring theme or you know if right, you watch TV right. shows like uh, um, what's the, is it the late show with Guillermo what's his name um the dude who has like Guillermo. Oh, Jimmy sidekick. Kimmel? G- Jimmy Kimmel and Guillermo. Like Guillermo is kind of like this recurring thing that oh, like okay, a sidekick. every episode is different. Like Guillermo is this kind of thing that everyone understands. Longtime listeners with brilliant idiots. They always, they had the same thing. So I was like trying to make that like, okay, let's make this thing an age thing. So every listener should guess what Tongra's age is. So anytime Tongra well, says something, Well, that would have been hard to keep like, up though. If anybody has Google, well, I don't know that my age is posted anywhere. But I no, feel like that's not information like that would have been too four difficult. or something they should probably hear and then they can do the math, you know, kind of thing. I'd have been like, I was born in 1969 minus 20 years times two plus 15 years. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I would say that like anything that happens, I was like, if we're talking about something that happened like in the 50s, I was like, Tongwa, when you were in high school in the 50s, like yeah. what? <laughs> I'm talking about like, what? What do you mean? 
And the funny thing is, everybody knows me. Everybody who is like my friend, family, people know me. I am like gullible as or whatnot. Like you can say anything to me and I will believe you before I question what you're saying. So it takes me a moment. I'm like, what are you? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. And I, I didn't <laughs> yeah. run that by you. So it came to you as a surprise. Like mm-hmm. I would tell you behind the scenes. So it was like, you know, whatever. Like, what like, is he talking about? Me being in high school in 1950. And then I was like, okay, I see where he's going with this. And it's so interesting to see how the podcast landscape has changed. Like we used to use this app to record court called a Spreaker. And we could only have to pay for the basic plan, which was like 40 minutes of recording. We always wanted to talk longer, but we only had 40 minutes because that I think was like $12 a month or whatever. We, we split that into two. Like I paid half, you paid half. And we're like... The struggles of getting... Honestly, you know what? Struggles. I learned a lot from that process because I, I, like I said before, I'm a big, I'm a big like theory person. Like I, I exist a lot in the theory world and I'm trying to get out of that as I get older Um, because you can't think about things forever. Like you have to start to manifest them. And so some of the things that I, some of the lessons that I learned um, doing this podcast or at least starting it out with you was you have to do the thing and to do the thing you can't have ex- like you can't say oh I don't have money at the time I was broke I was we're all driving we're students. Every- we're <laughs> I was like $50 was a lot of money okay $30 was a lot of money to me so in my mind I'm like okay I gotta take this gas money and put it on this podcast thing that I'm not even sure like where is this going you know all these things and it actually made me go you need to start putting your money where your mouth is and you need to start making decisions that will move you ahead in terms of what you're thinking to to accomplish because in my mind right now like I'm a millionaire I run a talk show um talk to like incredible people on a weekly basis I have a whole I have a whole seg um a whole show with different segments like a cooking segment a guest interview segment a game like the whole nine and I make a lot of money and my husband is amazing and we travel the world when we want to it is perfect in my head right now I've been writing my business plan for the business that I started for like a month <laughs> because I start writing and I'm like oh my god and that's <laughs> not a bad thing <laughs> this is a lot so it's like you know I when I started doing the podcast I, I had to learn like you're gonna have to pay money for things like you gotta mm, pay for facts. that business license you gotta pay for that camera like right now I'm saving to buy a new camera like there's so much stuff so doing those things had to force me out of like you can't just find the free the free avenue all the time like there's gonna come a time when you have to put the money down to make these things happen so good lesson and that's one thing like I appreciated about American University as well like I I made it a point not to just pass through that school but to make the school pass through me so even though I was doing like all the academic stuff with the business school like I was with you at the School of Communications I was like running events at the School of International Studies where like part of like the AU incubator I was at the law school I I was trying my best to like ingrate because it was also like my own like indoctrination into American culture in a way. So I was like trying my best to like ingrain myself into all the different aspects. And in that way, like being open, like, okay, if I have to pay to go to a DC United game, because that'll be my first experience with my classmates in a, in a soccer game. Like I have to do that. Like I just put the money up, even if I was broke, you know, that kind of thing. So it was just interesting that way. I mean, 
is, it's kind of fascinating. I came here when I was 18, so I didn't have the luxury of going to games because number one, I lived with my family. So you went to class and you came home and you made dinner for your family. So there wasn't a lot of leeway to just go gallivanting across town. <laughs> gallivanting. Uh, and I started... As such an African parent, you're becoming an African mother. <laughs> right, you're right. Like, what are you doing? Come home. Right. Um, so I never... And talk, speaking to the indoctrination into American culture type of thing, I never, I don't know that I ever um, tried to, for lack of a better word, marinate into American culture per se. I feel like, like, you know how you were consciously trying to not let, not just go through AU, but let like the experiences come with you. I never tried to do that. I just went to class and I came home. The first time I ever tried to do anything outside of go to class and come home was I joined the African Student Association um, when I was in... Um, uh, Montgomery PG, College? No, PG Community College. I joined, That was the only thing. And then we had a couple of events here and there. And then when I moved to Maryland, same thing. I just went to class most of the time and came home. I don't know that I ever did anything. I tried out for like a a cappella group a couple of times and got rejected. So I was like, yeah, okay. What? But you I know. Rejected? Can you believe it? With your voice? I, I refuse. Can you believe, believe it? I refuse. That's why like all these, all these singing shows that people think, uh, people hear me sing and they're like, why are you not on the voice? And I'm like, y'all don't understand. Me and 600 million people know how to sing. Okay. And of those 600 million people, no, 500 million really of them know sing. how to sing better than me. No, I like, like your voice is something else. Like you should be on The Voice actually or one of these shows. Like I see it. Maybe one day. I don't know. I've tried out. I, this is something that you probably don't know. I actually auditioned for um, American Idol before. I've auditioned for The Voice before. So those two. Never got past the open call. You know how like open call you have easily thousands of people yeah. waiting for at least eight hours. I hear that some of that stuff is political as well. Like some record labels plant like an artist that they want to give exposure so then they make it seem like it's an organic competition but when they come out like they've been signed a year before kind of thing so there's a lot there's a lot and there's also kind of um the drama aspect of it because television is you have to have a story to sell people otherwise it's just ordinary people singing and that can get boring very fast so if someone has like you know suffering from cancer or you know has some type of story that could potentially tap into emotions of people they want those people more than they're, they're going to pay attention to regular folk like us so it's not as easy as people think you just hear someone sing well and you're like oh my god you should be on tv it's like no it's not that easy but anyway yeah so in coming kind of coming back to what i was talking about i never try to kind of get into the American culture. I feel like time is how I learned how to be quote unquote American. Um, because like I said, I, I never tried to indoctrinate. Now you just watch TV, you talk to people, the few people that you have contact with, and you just exist enough in the society and, and suddenly you're thinking differently, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And when I say indoctrinate, it's not like I was like trying to be American. I was oh, just no, trying no, to no, say no, like, because yeah. I knew a lot of people who had moved to the States as, as Nigerian and they'll end up living in the Nigerian community in Houston or, you know, Silver Spring, Maryland or somewhere. Or and the entirety of their existence. Yeah, like what's the use going to to a different country if you can like immerse yourself and learn from that culture and that this was my whole thing with also culture class like I'm just interested in other cultures so if I have the opportunity to be in a place that I don't come from like I try to even like when I was like in Canada for two days or like in Australia for three days I was like okay what can I do in these three days that can 
that is as Australian as possible. I can get as Australian as possible. You know, whatever. You know that what? Is. Now that I think about it, I may not have tried to um, kind of learn or in like involve myself so much with American culture, but my personality lent me a lot of where where I lacked in actively seeking out these opportunities. My personality made up for it because no matter what you do, you're going to meet people wherever you are. And the interactions that I had with people in um, community college, people in college, the types of things, even doing something like auditioning for an acapella group, that's not something that any African is just out there doing, you know, but I, I love singing and I knew that I wanted to do that. When I was in um, UMD, I joined the women's choral, half of 80% of the room was full of American people of all different shapes and races and stuff. So I think my personality lent me that because I'm naturally, as you know, a talkative person and I'm outgoing. And, um, you know, when I get comfortable, I will ask people questions. I'm fascinated, fascinated by how people live, why they think the way they do. And this is why I want to do a podcast because I want to think about what makes people human and how can the rest of the world kind of tap into your humanity. Uh, and so through that lens, I've been able to learn a lot about different cultures and different, like some of my closest friends are, you know, Russian and Indian and, um, you know, so there's, there's a lot to say for personality in that regard. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You were always interested in like other people. Like you always spoke about humans of New York. Like, and I actually tried to get him on the show, but to do this, I don't know. <laughs> like you, you always spoke about that. I know um, you had done something similar about just approaching people on the road and like trying to find out their story. And even with your talk show, that that's always what you wanted. Kind of like wanted to do, like get into like, you know, the depth of things in people's lives. And that's very admirable that, you know, because I think that's one thing we lack. Like a lot of people don't try to understand each other in the current climate and people are just like sit in their different pockets, right? Like I did this episode about vaccines where I had like a scientist on and I had like an anti, anti-vaxxers on and you could just see that you, they just sat in their pockets and it was difficult to understand some certain aspects of the other person's views. So that's a trait that I feel like, you know, that's like a superpower in itself and it's very admirable. Oh, you, you just said the word. I was going to say... People, you know how people ask you the question, like if you ha- if you could have one superpower, what would it be? My superpower, hands down, would be I would want to know everyone's like like to be able to tell like look at someone and know their story or know like why they think the way they do. And at the same time, I understand that that's a very huge emotional emotional burden. Like knowing everybody's pain and sorrow is not cannot be easy. It cannot. And what you know what I like about you, like while you do all those things, you're still authentic to your African woman self. Like you see how she just says hands down. Like she does that a lot. Like like she just like switch, cold switch the African <laughs> accent. Like, I like, can't like help she said, like, remind you that hey, <laughs> don't get it twisted. Like. Yeah, I'm still very Cameroonian. Uh-huh. <laughs> that kind of thing. So, and that's what I always like enjoyed about like those interactions, early interactions. But what were some of like the things you didn't like about those early days? Like, I know for me, like one thing I didn't like, and this was before the pandemic. Like once the pandemic came around, I got more comfortable recording remotely. But I thought we had to do everything physically back then. And I thought we always had to be at the studio at the School of Communication. But I, I didn't really think that oh, we could just get our laptop up and just be somewhere yeah, and record. Right. So like you live like an hour and a half away. And I can remember we always used to butt heads about you being on time. Common like, okay, sense is not common. <laughs> Zoom existed before, before the pandemic. Right. Yeah, but it wasn't like we... 
we could, we didn't realize because it wasn't as popular. Like Zoom yeah, was just like used no for one, business We weren't meetings. even thinking about it. We weren't thinking about it at all. So we I were could like, have been a mass. Because frankly, you guys, so talking to the audience now, let me tell you about something, okay? I used to live one hour and a half from school. I would have to drive, and that's if there's no traffic. So if there's traffic, you know that's two hours very easily. And then I'm going to class. I have to tape this episode. I'm in film school. So film school means you're also recording a lot of footage, which means you're out trying to film people doing different things. You're on different projects. You're editing. I used to sleep. I literally slept in the the, um, the editing suite. At the time, your broke friend over here didn't have a computer that could support editing software. So I'm in school until like 4 a.m. in the morning trying to edit. So I'm doing all these things and then Nosa will be calling me. So we're supposed to record on Monday and frankly, I will not even lie, okay? There were some days that I just plain right forgot. I just forgot. And then there are other days when I'm like, okay, I've done like 600 things today. I cannot do another episode. No, but and you, Nosa is like, but we need to do this. And I'm like, I no, get but it. But I, I, I think I was a little flexible. Like I wasn't like rigid. I was always like conversing about your time. Like I knew you lived an hour and a half away. So I was like, okay, it'll take her a while, uh, a while to get here. So when are the days she gets to, when are the days she's working her campus job? Because everyone worked like maybe three or four days out of the week. So we're like, okay. And frankly, those days what was work- also happening is like, I, the days when I'm in school, because I was trying to save money and not be in school all the time. I was already in school at least three days a week because that's when we were working. But between that work, I also have class. I also have projects. I also have editing. So I was like, okay, on that three days that I'm in school, I have to do all those things. So recording the podcast was one of the things, but it was almost like, what can I sacrifice (laughs) You know, and and to your to your credit, yes, you were very flexible. And part of the biggest thing that I even I didn't like at the time is I'm a very um, all over the place type of person. And communication is not something that comes naturally to me. Even though you're in the school of communication. Even though. (laughs) 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 But so I, you know, I would have things going on and I would legit get lost in all of what I'm doing. And I wouldn't remember to be like, no, I can't make it. And then no, I mean, to in your defense, you definitely had every right to not be very pleased with this. If you're going to make plans with someone, you have to, you know, communicate with them. And, and I learned this the hard, hard way. Like, if you're working with Tongwa, it was like, you have to, like, literally, like, call her and text her every day. Okay, we're having this at six. We're having this in three hours, in four hours, in 30 minutes, in 10 minutes. Like, Tongwa doesn't work. Well, I was in the business school, so we work with Google Calendar a lot. It's like, okay, this is how your time is segmented. You have to do this. I'm nodding over and here, then do you guys. That. But Tongwa is more creative, so she wasn't, like, all about that kind of I'm structure. Not, so if I'm, I'm scheduling something schedule. on the calendar, like that, just call me when it's time. Like, saying well, these on the things like you're kidding. Even now in my life now, if I have a calendar and I, I'm working a job now that requires me to be on top of my game calendar, right? I think this job is really going to help me learn how to stay together. Because if I if I mess it up, I will get fired. That's the really reality of the situation. We can talk about it later. But you're saying this like a joke. My alarm, I have about four snooze to snooze four times before I get up. Events that have to happen, I need to do a day before, an hour before, 30 minutes before, 15 minutes before, and then maybe about 10 or five minutes before the actual thing. Because otherwise I will forget. Like you can tell me something that we're going to do in two hours if I don't put it, in, I will forget. I need reminders. That's just how, because my mind is like, I start doing something and then something else comes up and it just kind of goes, 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 goes. So yeah. that's how I was. Yeah, I, I, in fact, I remember one day. Who ever works with me out there. I think I remember one day I, I ended up sitting in the studio for like an hour, kind of like waiting for Tongo to come. I say one day, last week. What happened last week? We were supposed to do this podcast. We were supposed to record oh, yeah. this podcast. 
Two, was I, it two weeks ago? I mean, at this point, I'm I'm kind of like used to it. I'm like, I was Tonga being Tonga, you know, kind of thing. But back then, it was like new to me because my days were pretty structured as well. Like I, I was participating in, you know, a bunch of stuff in the business yeah. school. Obviously, yeah. having an MBA you guys program is like... Dubai or something? Having been in an MBA program is like twice the work of like a regular master's, no shade or anything. But like there was all this stuff like happening in my life. And I was like, I waited for Tonga for like an hour. And I was like, furious! I was like... Tonga showed up and I think she realized I was furious then she offered to edit the episodes or something she offered to do something like okay do you know what like I'll do the post-production work and everything like you know she was kind of like her way of like apologizing without apologizing which a lot of people <laughs> don't know how to say the words I'm sorry they just ask you things like have you eating and things like that <laughs> but <laughs> I was like okay no you but go. yeah I mean honestly I've grown as a human being to the point where I'm willing to accept that I could have been a better communicator. I'm still working on it even now. That, that's why I'm so comfortable talking about it, because there are things that I miss that I'm like, dang, how did you miss that? It's just my personality. So I have to learn the first um, the first step to healing is accepting that you have a problem to begin with. So that's where I am is I'm still accepting. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Oh, it was pretty cool. It was a fun 10 episodes, but eventually like um, what even led to us? I think it was a series of things. It wasn't one thing that led to us breaking up or stopping recording, stopping being co-host, whatever that is. Like it was a series of things, but I remember that meeting we had at our office, uh kind of like to talk about, hey, you know what, this isn't working. Maybe we shouldn't do we had the like podcast an anymore. Breakup, you guys. Yeah. Uh, Tonga was like mad at me for like a whole year or even two after no, that. I was but mad at you. I got over it. See yeah. <laughs> I was mad at you for about maybe a month. And then I was like mm. Nah, it was longer than a month. It was like, I thought it was like six months or a year or something. I used to we didn't talk at right. that time, but I, I, I stopped thinking about it because in my mind, I was like, you made the decision to walk away. I, by you, I mean me. And I was like, if it's something that you wanted to pursue, you could have kept going. You're the one, I think I'm I think I'm the one, right? I'm the one who was like, no, sir, I don't know if this is working anymore. Is that what happened? I don't remember. Um, I think the way it went was like we kind of like there was kind of like body language to kind of like say like oh, Look, yeah. this isn't well, working. That's but I I kind of like initiated that let's talk. Like, you know what? Like office, the office closes five. Let's stay back to like 5 30 so we can have the office to ourselves at our campus job and talk about the way forward with the podcast. So when I kind of like hinted at that, like probably during the day, you already knew like like something was oh, coming. Oh yeah, yeah, I knew. And I knew. Stuff. And, I, and see, frankly, okay. So in my mind, well, I knew what was gonna happen because I had been thinking about it because I wasn't happy because at the time I wasn't mature enough in terms of like what I needed to do to actually move this forward. Number one, number two, I was still stuck in that like you know let's figure out all the details part and and the content itself. No cell was creating. I was part of the content creation because I'm half of the podcast, so I have to be there to, to record. But because it wasn't as important to me that we. Were record all these things but no sound was like we have to record the episode i wasn't catching up quickly enough that was another thing another thing was in my mind i was like i don't know that we're on the same page pertaining to what we want this podcast to be which i think was a big factor um because while i wanted to have interviews with um just about anybody and talk about kind of like in a arbitrary way like the same thing that i would do when i would walk up to people in the street and ask them questions that's what i envisioned for the podcast you wanted more kind of like a structure where you would talk to specific people about specific things in their lives i don't know if i'm i don't remember that i don't i don't, I wasn't i don't think i was gung-ho about the content i was just gung-ho about the consistency of the content 
to like, I wouldn't have cared yeah. if we're talking about movies or talking to people or interviewing whatever. Like, I just wanted it to be like frequent, you know? Yeah. That was, well, uh, yeah. Kind of but I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe this was part of my emotional interpretation of what was going on at the time. Um, I do remember there being a discussion about like, you know, what exactly are we, what exactly is the purpose of this podcast? Like, what are we trying to say? Or what are we trying to capture in these conversations that we're having? And yes, we were both on the same page in terms of we're trying to talk to people about things. But what are the things that we're trying to talk about? I didn't have anything in mind. And then you would come at me. You would come at me with these statistics like, oh, podcasting. (laughs) And then you start asking me things like, how many podcasts do you listen to? And I was like, I need to... That was another joke. I didn't say it in that tone. I was like, how many podcasts do you listen to? She was like, how many podcasts? That's probably how she heard it. That's how I heard it. I didn't say it in that tone. It almost felt like you were trying to validate my interest in creating the content because I wasn't catching up to you in terms of what you wanted to be. No, I I think I remember now. Let let me explain. I I remember what it is now. My whole thing was because one of the podcasts I looked up to was uh, Brilliant Idiots podcast with Charlemagne the God and the comedian Andrew Schultz. And I remember their first few episodes i remember their first like 10 episodes didn't even have a name they were like kind of like how joe budden did we'll name this podcast later they didn't have a name so and they didn't know what the podcast was going to be about they were just like having organic conversation then there was an episode where they had a guest and the guest was like look that you guys say things are so intelligent but sound stupid that you guys are like brilliant idiots kind of thing and they're like oh that's the theme of the podcast but they had done a bunch of episodes i was like that's kind of my thinking like i don't care about the episode let's find our voice by doing more content eventually we'll mm-hmm. know the theme we'll where we think, of the yeah. episode and we'll like settle in a pocket and understand what listeners got so it'll be natural and not just us like forcing things so that's kind of like what I was trying to communicate when I was asking all those questions what yeah it was not understanding like that too but Tonga, Tonga was like and she actually raised her voice I can remember that was the first time I heard Tonga raising her voice like when we were having that breakup session like she was like no sir you do this all the time this was when I was like damn <laughs> And then she said something. Like I said, I don't remember. I frankly do not remember any of the details of this conversation. I remember feeling like, man, this is this is not cool that, you know, I have to step away from this. But I feel like at the time I kept saying to myself, you need to because this man is driving you nuts right now. And, you know, you can't be in this. (laughs) You can't be in this right now, because if you are, you're probably going to say something or you're going to raise your voice. And it's not and I'm not a confrontational person, which is also another thing. I'm not one of those girls that or people that will start like a fight you know all this I'm, I'm not like that I will sit in the corner and cry before I, I like you know blow up and if you say I raised my voice if I had said two more sentences I probably would have burst out crying I probably even cried you probably didn't even notice but so because of all those things I was like I need to step away so that I don't I don't hate you know, what I'm doing. Cause it's very important to me that when I'm doing anything creative, I need to be in the process. And I think that's part of my, um, part of my challenge as well. It's a blessing and a curse because even when I create things, if I'm in the mood to create, I make amazing stuff and I could work nonstop. But if I don't feel like it, I don't know. I haven't gone past the do it anyway, even if you don't feel like it. Phase. That's a true artist right there. <laughs> that's like Kanye. <laughs> That's the true no, artist I, right there. Uh, frankly, I hate it because it, it lends me to, and I'm realizing a lot of things now, is like I struggle with um, 
keeping on doing things because of this, where it's like, okay, on Monday, I'm like, Ooh, let's do all the, the covers. Let's sing all the songs. Like, let's do this. I wrote, if you're on my Instagram, you should go on my Instagram. Um, I did, I've been writing music and I hadn't written music for a long time. But one morning I got up at like seven, six o'clock in the morning and I was like, okay, I'm up. It's six o'clock. What do I do? I went and I sat on the piano and before it was nine o'clock, I had recorded, I had created a song, recorded it on the piano, recorded it on my phone, did a whole cover, did my makeup, did the video and put it out into the world in one three hour morning, like because the vibes were coming. The vibes are not happening. I'm like, why am I trying to force the vibe? I'm trying to, yeah. I mean, and it's not a, yeah, that's a very, I mean, I can understand that. I can definitely understand that. Like people operate like differently. And, you know, it's all, it's, it's almost like, like some people even see that as even being better because if that's how you function creatively, then there are tools to help you keep up with like time management or whatever, whatever. But if you're all about the operational side of things, it's difficult for you to learn how to get inspired, you know, that kind of thing. So I guess that's where, you know, partnerships and things like that come. Right. But, so I think what I needed at the time was someone that or to be in partnership with someone that understood that. And I don't even think I understood that at the time. I was just like, why, you know, why is he pushing me? I'm not, you know, this is not, this does not come naturally to me. Plus I have 600 million other things happening. Like I don't want to be fighting about why we're doing the podcast or, or why I missed the, the meeting or all of these things. And I, I, Frank, I don't want you to feel like I didn't feel bad that I was missing things or like I, it, I, it, you know, I did think about it. I was like, it's not nice that you don't show up. And then you also forgot to text or, you know, all of these things. But at the same time, I was like, how do I, ba- I didn't know how to balance you know, what I had to work with and what was expected. And it started to pull me into like a place of that I didn't want to be in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we had like one unreleased episode that I ended up publishing like a year later. Later on the first anniversary. Yeah, I I kept that one. I was like, okay, this is the last recording I have of Tongwa. And I was like, man, I was like, it was hard after that because to be honest, like I said, it's difficult to learn inspiration. Like it was always easy to like piggyback off you and just throw the jokes out there and just like let you be the one. And like come in, yeah. but like when I didn't have you anymore, I was like, Jesus! Like I have to release an episode next week. Like what am I gonna do? Then I remember Kara had a birthday party, um, so I took my recording equipment there or something. I'm not this sure. Was, we were still together when this happened. Actually, so remember yeah, we were still, we were still together. I mean, we're. Um, I'm sorry. What? Well, sorry. What's your husband's name? <laughs> My He's bad. not my hair. Um, but yeah. So I remember we were actually still recording the podcast together at the time, and I remember us having a conversation because I was like, "You just took the recording stuff to a party. How are we going to be able to hear anything that anybody's saying? You can't just hit record and just put the thing in the middle of the room. What are we talking about? No one's gonna want to listen to this for one hour and forty. Was it one hour? It was like an hour. Yeah, it was about an hour. Yeah. And we had a conversation about that, but I was like, hey. And Nosa was like, trust the process. I was like, (laughs) okay. Trust the process. But yeah, it was some fun times. It was some fun times. Yeah. There's been a lot of growth since then, definitely. I remember the first time we saw our first, because most of our downloads were like single digit downloads, like six, seven. I remember the first time we crossed like 11 downloads, like, ooh, 11. (laughs) I know. 
But, oh my god. Yeah, but Tongo <laughs> actually went on to do like very interesting things. Like you had this whole talk with a kanji, like uh, had like what have you been up to? Like let the listeners Oh my know. god, you're going to put me on the spot. So I've not been up to anything you guys. To be frank with you, besides at the time I married, did go besides on having doing, like your huh? own your own show during the pandemic besides all these things, don't be don't be humble. No, no, no. Okay, well like, I'll tell you why I'm saying that I haven't been up. To, and maybe you're right. Maybe I should be a little bit more um proud of myself than I am. But so when I left the podcast, I was like, and I'm going to be completely 100% real with you guys. I was like, okay, challenge accepted. I need to do something, you know? So I said, if I didn't do the podcast, what can I do that will mirror what I was trying to do with the podcast? And so I started doing the um, the video release. I think I had started doing the video releases before we even started recording the podcast because I think I was already on YouTube at the time. I just wasn't doing it consistently. But after that, I was like, okay, we need to get an episode out like every week and we need to make this, you know, all by myself and I did it for a while and then grad school I was getting near to graduation and like things started picking up and I was like okay this is hard to do because mind you I'm out with a camera I'm editing all of these things by myself um so I did that for a while it still is a thing that you know I've kept like it's on my YouTube channel and everything so it's still there um and then the pandemic hit in 2020 and I was home all the time and I was like what am I doing and I saw like it was a whole IG live thing everyone was on Instagram all the time. And I was like, okay, I could do interviews on Instagram. So I started interviewing people on Instagram, kind of like marketing, whatever it is that they're doing. So it's not really like, a, you know, tell me about your life story type thing. It's more, what are you selling or what do you make or, you know, and why should we care about this kind of stuff? And so I started doing that. So I've been doing that on and off. Um, I still do a couple of episodes here and there. Um, and then what else did I do? Those are the two big kind of interview along the lines of, you know, talking to people that I did. I now working i work in it i know i don't know if you know this but i started that's, that's in so IT. maryland huh <laughs> so that's so maryland all the africans in maryland work in it i know reason. child let me tell you the truth okay because your girl needed to make some shmoola okay the money I needed some cash. okay um so i needed to start making because i i got married recently so i needed to you know start thinking financially like what my family is going to be and all that kind of stuff so i need to make some hard decisions it took me a long time to make these decisions, a very long time. But in doing that, I'm also so so I'm like trying to balance um, setting myself up for some financial success and then using that to leverage all of these dreams that I described to you guys before. So in my house right now, I have like lighting stuff that I'm buying. I have to buy a camera. That's why I mentioned. So I'm like trying to use the leverage that I get from doing what I'm doing now to actually realize these dreams of being a talk show host that I've had for the longest time. So that's what I've been up to. Um, so the reason why I say or I don't speak about it with so much hoopla is because, you know, it seems a little bit staggered over the three years. It's like you get some activity and then things kind of die down and then you get a lot of activity. And so it's, it's kind of just been like up and down. I mean, I wish I, I could show you like a more consistent graph, but each, you know, in its own time. So I, I'm past the place where I used to be like, oh, my God, why am I not consistent? Oh, my God, what's this happening? Like now I'm just like. Like, this is my path and I know what I'm doing with it. So it's it's a peaceful place to be. 
with just nice. a little bit of pressure. Which is nice. Good. No, a wise man once said like, hey, like it doesn't matter whether you're sprinting or mm-hmm. jogging or walking or crawling. So far, you're moving towards your goal. So, you know, I've seen situations where, you know, slow and steady, like eventually. And what I've come to realize that all these little bits and pieces of information, like me working for a year in the prints, like magazines, me having a podcast, me working here, me doing this, like all those small podcasts of things like start to shape the, your, the way you approach things. So when that opportunity for that grand project comes, it might feel like you only did your the show for like four months or whatever, but that process of like scripting is going to lend itself to whatever future yep. challenge you have, whether that's professionally yep. IT or even like in your future talk show or whatever. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Like, uh, and again, you know, um, I'm always here for you. Like anything I can do to help, like, let me know. Oh, yeah. Um, nice person. Yeah. I'll definitely, definitely be there uh, uh, for you and all that. But man, this has been an interesting conversation. Just getting to chop ah, it up with. Hold on now. Oh, we're not done. <laughs> we're bad. not done. So you asked me what I've been up to. What have you been up to outside of the podcast? Uh, outside of the podcast, between me and you, to be honest, like I'm thinking of taking a break with the podcast a little. Um, you know, you're recording this, right? I know, I know, I'm recording outro. this, so I'm, I'm easing you, my. You better my, put I'm, it because I will listen to this episode yeah, and I better fine. hear it. I'm, I'm easing my audience into it. Like I'm, oh I'm thinking God. about taking a break um, because I. Um, so I moved to Colorado, uh, got a job in in, in Colorado um, from DC, which was interesting because. The Colorado life, lifestyle is so different from the East Coast lifestyle. Yeah. I think that helped it was me with my there. It is. I'm wearing a sweater right now. Uh, and yeah, it did help with my growth. Uh, I left that job during the pandemic and I kind of like started my own thing in like April of this year uh, in the logistics space. Um, so I started a company. Oh! Oh, you about to make a lot of money. Okay. No, I mean, it's still very, very, I mean. Hey, it, you better claim it. Say yes. It, it's, it started as a very, very simple idea. Sometimes I was thinking about something I experienced. So I ended up going through like this incubator and ended up like winning this pitch competition, which made me think like, oh, I want to take this thing a little more seriously. So um, a lot of things have been ramping up, like in the local Colorado community, business community. And like, I'm getting on some people's radar so I'm like oh man I have to bring my A game I'm like taking this too serious so I'm thinking about giving the podcast a break I mean it's been consistent publishing every week for like 150 weeks so I think I deserve a break at this you point you do so, three um, years is no it's no uh, small business. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking of like holding on on the podcast for a little bit. I'm not sure yet. We'll see. Uh, I'm also thinking about maybe I can scale down to once every two weeks instead of once a week, but I haven't made up my mind yet. But uh, I'm thinking of like, you know, spending the next like year or two really chasing that idea and seeing kind of like what, what I can make of it and seeing if I can make some impact uh, in that space as well. So that, that's kind of like what I've been up to because the, the more I think about it, I'm like, hey, like there are a lot of things like the like you, there are a lot of dreams I had as well. You know, grew up watching like the social network and seeing all these things. And like one thing I hate is uh, one thing I dislike is like regret. There are a lot of things I still haven't done. And as I get older, I'm like, let me attempt some of these things. Attempt. I might not succeed, but I'll, I'll die better when I'm 93, knowing that at least I took a stab at it. You know, that kind of thing. So that's kind of like the space I have in my life right now. And, you know, kind of like fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. So. Hey, man, that's that's. Super amazing. Look at you getting on people's radars, trying to start logistics business and everything. That's amazing. I'm proud of you. I mean, to be doing all of those things and then, you know, recording 
putting out content on a weekly basis because people don't realize, I don't know how much help you've enlisted now. I'm sure you're probably not doing everything by yourself now, but people don't realize how much work it takes to put, to put like, it's crazy a lot. Like it's crazy how much you do, even just for like a 15 second Instagram reel. If this is what you do, if content creation is what you do and you want to take it seriously, there's a lot to consider. So um, to do that and then, you know, keep this going for this long. Kudos to you, man. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, one, one good thing about the podcast and one thing I really was intentional about is that I try not to be topical about current happenings. So I, I might record an episode in February and that episode, I can put it out in August because it's like, you you're, know, so it's creating not creating evergreen episodes. Yeah, but I feel like if I'm like the breakfast club or some of all these guys who talk about oh yesterday you know fat joe got shot somewhere like that'll force me to like publish immediately the news happens so i'm fresh and all that like obviously during the vaccine and pandemic i try to do some content around that but that has also helped and i, I do have some help now um i have an editor who's helping me in nigeria or he moved to the uk recently so he was in nigeria so i'll like you know do the audio sent to him he'll like edit and send back so obviously i used to have a producer also she was she was with us for like four or five or maybe six months. So she would help also with like booking the guests, you know, coming up with some like talking oh, That's points. the hardest. Oh so my God. Helped. When I was doing my Instagram interviews, I was doing all those things by myself. Plus mar- plus like marketing or, you know, publicizing the episode. The booking part is the hardest because you got to send these emails. You got to like follow up with these emails. You have yeah, to make sure that the scheduling is done. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you know, the hardest part for me is actually marketing the podcast because I did all that stuff for myself for like a year and a half. My editor came in like a year and a half in, then the producer came in like two and a half years in, that kind of thing. But I was doing everything myself. But the hardest stuff for me is kind of like after the content is done, like getting the content, booking the guests, doing the interview, everything. Because I have a lot of people reaching out to me and like, dude, I just listened to an episode you did like four months ago. That That's insane. Like the content was so good, but like you didn't like put the effort, put you know, to like yeah. put it out there, put multiple reels, you know, make it get on TikTok, try to make it go viral. Like that's you just like that's put all it up part and of that's the it. Because when you're <laughs> editing it, so this is what happens is when you're editing it, you got to cut the, the 10 second clip that you're going to put on Instagram. Then you got, maybe you have, if you want to really do this well, you have to cut maybe two or three of those, like pick two moments, right? You got to come up with all the captions, all the hashtags. You have to monitor the thing. And then now on social media, it's not just about putting it and going away. You have to engage with the people. Engage, exactly. Come and say, oh my God, this is amazing. Or ask you questions and stuff like that. So it's a lot. There's a lot. There are a couple of full-time jobs in in creating uh, anything really for internet content. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. I mean, with this experience, I probably feel like I can maybe go work for like a bigger podcast, like a Joe Rogan podcast. Like, dude, I I stressed out for three years. I think I know what it takes or something. But marketing has kind of like been my, like what I do is just like, I put the episode art on like Instagram and Facebook and that's it. Like I can't be bored. It's like putting out clips. Like that's just too much for me. Yeah. I mean, when you get a team, when you get someone who is into marketing, it'll it'll take off because, you know, with the kind of content that you put out um, and how much dedication you put into creating good content, 
if you got um, the right marketing, this would be a no brainer. Really yeah, is. that's what that's what my brother keeps saying because my brother's in marketing. Like he's telling me, like, you try to put this thing out there that this is this is like up there, like I'm like, you like okay, help bro, me now out. you don't help me. So exactly, like you help me out, but <laughs> send me one of your interns or something. Exactly, uh, but I always like to say, like, I produce the podcast for me. Like to be honest, like these are like a lot of people say, like I like to like nerd out on a lot of stuff. So I'm not like talking about a bunch of, like. And Tim is more like I talk to like someone in science, talk to someone in, like this, so, so just things that I'm interested about or like different cultures kind of thing. So like it's more or less like me time stamping my thoughts in history and kind of like, okay, for this three years or whatever, this is what Nosa did. This is already the people who talked to, whatever, whatever. Kind of well, like that's uh, a beautiful way to look at things that you create. Yeah. Because if you do it, I think there's there's something beautiful about creating things for yourself. Cause we're always going to be motivated to do for self before we're motivated to do for somebody else. That's just human nature. So if you think about it like when I'm 70 and I'm sitting in my on my front porch um, and I'm wondering, like, what did I do in 2021? You can literally go to some archive, your website or something and be like, man, I remember this day. And those would be some good memories. That's a really good way to think about it. I think that's a good motivator to create things, too, because um, the certainty of life is that we are not going to be here forever. At every day is just one day closer to the last day. And so when you think about life like that, you want to accumulate as much as many good memories or as many um, valuable memories as you can. Um, so when you think about it like that, I think it's a really good motivator to have people do the thing, like just go out there and do the thing. And I'm talking to myself too, like just do the thing. Do the thing. I think you're doing good, Tongo. I think you're 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 a little hard on yourself, to be honest. Oh my god! You you don't know what you've achieved with your life. Yeah, you don't know people that look up to you, like my sister for one. (laughs) Like to be honest, you know me. Oh my god! No, I mean I think for our biggest critics, anything it's like you know it's a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, frankly, you're right, and you maybe I should be more forgiving. Um, but I think that I, knowing who I am there, if I, if I give myself too much credit, I'll just be like, Oh girl, but you did that. So why are you stressing? (laughs) You know? And I'll just sit here and I don't want to ever get to a place where it's okay for me to be in that place. So I need to constantly be like, okay, I trust me. I have no problem stopping and smelling the roses. If that's what you're saying. Like I have zero problems. I need to learn that one. (laughs) Zero. I would be like vacation time. Let's go. Right, right. <laughs> we did, good. you know, all of these things. And I, I think part of the celebration or the smelling of the roses for me too comes within the creation process. I was going to say something earlier. It's like, for me, the best part of content creation is creating the content. Everything else, like if I had an army of people where I'm just going to be like, I want to talk to this person. They'll figure it out. And then the person will be sitting next to me and I would talk. Oh God, I'll create the, the most kick-ass content ever. Because then I know that once I'm done talking, y'all will make the magic and people listen to it. I don't need to worry about any of that stuff, but we don't live in a perfect world. So, I mean, maybe it makes, maybe it, there's also a purpose to us to struggle, right? Because I said I edited and did everything, the podcast myself for a year and a half. So when I actually got the editor, like because I edited so many episodes myself, I knew what to look out 
microphone and tell him that, oh, do this, do that, whatever. But, and it was funny because I tried to edit an episode myself when he went on vacation like a few months ago. And it took me a while because I hadn't edited it in a few months. It took me a while to like get back on the horse. So I say that to say like, if I had an editor for day one, I wouldn't have been a better, you know, editing supervisor or whatever. So maybe all those things kind of like lends yourself. Like I said, all these little experiences and pockets of things you think you're doing that kind of like scatter, it's all going to converge in that one grand thing that's going to be your legacy. I'm going to well, learn from all those things. Classmates, so. y'all better start praying for your girl so that this converging happens sooner rather than later because time no day. <laughs> time no day. All right, man. You want to drop like your social media? I mean, day ones probably follow you already, but for like some new listeners who might, might not be familiar, want to drop your social media, put some things um, so out there I, into the world, talk to your future self, all that stuff. So I am at, um, I am on Instagram at I am a kanji, I A M A K A N J I. Same thing on Twitter, same thing on Facebook. Um, I, I mean, I created another Instagram page called Kanji Media um, just for like specific stuff to re- pertaining to like my content creation stuff. But I'm reevaluating that and I think I'm going to kill it because I am the person, I'm the face of what I want to do. And that's not going to change. So it, creating this whole other thing is just taking away. I feel like when I get to a place where I've built some kind of base, then I can separate because then it'll be easy to say, hey, all of you go follow this other thing and it can take off a little bit easier. But when I'm still kind of struggling even with the personal brand and then I want to go create a whole other thing, people are like, okay, so how many accounts do you have? And I've actually, I, I've actually had people ask me this. They're like, so how many accounts do you have? I'm like, well, don't ask me that. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm just trying to keep it all simple now so that when we build, then we can we can start to see, um, you know, how we disperge all of that. But disperge a word. I don't know. I don't Anyways, know. I am a kanji everywhere. That's what it is. So perfect. You guys when, when are you going back home? When next are you going back home? Back home to Cameroon. Mm-hmm. I know it's not. Okay, the... You said next. I've not gone since I came. Oh, you've not gone since you came? I thought, oh, I mean, even though I know like it's not the most rosy of places, but. Not right now, no. Not right now, but you know, but okay. Yeah, I mean, I want to, hopefully sooner rather than later, but I haven't gone and it's been 11 years. I came here in 2010, so I haven't been back. I remember when we started the podcast and I said this in our very first introductory episode where we're talking about ourselves and stuff. It's like, I haven't been back to Cameroon since I moved here. And it is, honestly, every time I say that, I feel a little bit sad, (laughs) but um, hopefully, you know, sooner rather than later when things sort of settle a little bit but yeah. yeah hopefully your french hasn't been as uh, been affected you still speak french often stuff uh, i never Just used to speak french often you used to want to speak french man and you didn't do a good job Thierry Henry is in a no, 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 no. Samuel Etofeo. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a pasta. Right, right, uh, right. But anyways, um, yeah, I do still speak French, not as often as I'd like to, but I do. Um, but yeah, man, y'all keep supporting the the movements, culture class podcast. You guys are amazing. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Well, when you take your break, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll I'll record a, a break episode or whatever. But ah, I, I'm still thinking be about it. It might not happen. So uh, you guys show a lot of love and give me a reason to continue. And I've given you guys three years of my life. Give me three weeks of your life back and convince me I need to stay. And then I might think about it. It's good to Challenge. be in this position. I love this position. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Right, right. Sure, your listeners are going. Challenge accepted. Now, let me ask you, what has been the best moment as we kind of wrap this up? 
What has been the best moment? I don't know why I randomly have like lotion in my hands. What what has I mean, been the best moment um for you on the podcast? The best moments. Uh moments. Well, the best thing that has happened at, like, yeah. among your episodes or I mean, you know, when I think about moments, I always think about random people in random countries uh reaching out to me, you know. I remember a bunch of people from Pakistan uh kind of like reaching out to me and like, you know, showing love that way. Uh just people from all these very random countries. Like if you do uh an episode with someone from one country, like people from that country tend to listen to that episode because of hashtags and all that. And then you get some of some messages just like saying, Oh, this is so cool, you know, that kind of thing. So that's been interesting. Um, obviously a couple of guests I've had on the podcast have been pretty interesting. I had Zuby on like a year ago. And now he's like, I think he's trying to get into like, he's, he's, he has his own thing. So that was pretty interesting as well. Um, the learning process was pretty interesting. The podcast has been a very good thing for me personally as well, in the sense that the podcast actually helped in getting me my job out here in Colorado. So uh, what are you doing? So I used to work as an underwriter. This is after like, grad school, I got a job in Colorado as an underwriter and the it worked with the U.S. Treasury and like the Denver Economic Development Office to like help small businesses. And a lot of businesses, they help were immigrant-run businesses. So during my interview, the way I proved that I'm an immigrant myself, but hey, I'm an immigrant that understands finance, that understands accounting, that understands business, how so I make a good underwriter. And to prove to you, I interact with a lot of immigrants that have a podcast, okay. you know, and that actually like tipped over put, you know, tipped over the scales in my favor or whatever and actually got the job. And I actually started recording the podcast in the office after business hours. Like, they were so with the shits. Oh, wow. They allowed me to use the conference room to record and all that. Even, like, when I left that job and me starting my own own thing, like, a couple of people I want to approach for, like, either information or mentorship, I wouldn't know how to do it, so I'll use the podcast. I'll, like, okay, get on an episode. They'll build a relationship. Then two weeks later, I'll come with the real stuff. I'm like, okay, you know what? This is what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. So it's helped. So you're saying now that, um, well, all that's great. But you're saying now that since you started trying to do your own thing, you're not working and you're not doing this job anymore. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing the job anymore. So it's pretty much uh, like a full time thing in this regard. Yeah. So I'm kind of like been doing that for the last few months, trying to get it off the ground. And well, uh, who you, man? With... That's a big sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It would be easy to start a new venture. Yeah, you know, like I said, I just kind of like thought about it that, hey, I'm getting older. Like, how how long can I wear a hoodie and do the grind? Like, you know, if I don't do it now, when? Especially now that a bunch of people are like validating the idea and seeing that, okay, this can actually make sense. Okay, might as well put this MBA to use, right? Or something. So that's kind of oh, like hey, rooting for you, man. Let me know. If you need me to come interview some people for you, I'll come. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely. I'll definitely, definitely keep in touch. And so, yeah, I might be coming to DC, the DC area. I'm not sure. Maybe in like November-ish. Uh, I don't know yet, but yeah, if I if I'm in the area, I'll let you know as well uh, and all that. Thank but, you, man. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, and thanks thanks for coming on. And uh, yeah, yeah, looking forward to what you do as well in the year 2030, 2035, 2045. You know what just happened. Stuff. I saw in my mind this was going to be an hour. 
So I had a hair appointment at eight o'clock. I was hoping to get to around like eight fifteen because the person. Well, that was Eastern far. time is like eight forty one. It's eight forty, right? and we've okay. been talking. I haven't even texted. You see what I'm saying, you people? Like the things just happen. They just they just happen in real My time. My bad. If the if the if the hair ladies hearing this, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's been Culture Class Podcast. You guys know where to follow us. It's Culture Class Podcast everywhere. Uh, send us an email, cultureclasspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to Akanji, we'll forward your messages to her and all that fun stuff. You Remember to use the hashtag cultureclass150 in celebrating our 150th episodes. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes along with that. You can go to cultureclass.com forward slash 150 to learn about that. Look at you all professional. Uh, Man, it's been a grind, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve it, man. You deserve it. All right, you guys. Well, thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, it's been so fun catching up with everyone. Um, and hopefully I'll be reading some of your messages soon. Yep. Yep. All right. Later, guys. 